I want to tell you something. God delights, delights in this kind of stuff. Where your possibility ends, the revelation of your possibility is the genesis of his possibility. Where yours ends, his begins. And it grows from there. It doesn't deplete. It doesn't retract. It grows from there. There is no limit, no ceiling for the power of God. It's time now for the Autumn Miles Show. Hey, hey guys, it is your girl, Autumn Miles. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. So many of you guys are faithful. I just, I just wish I could give you one ginormous group hug. Wouldn't that be fun if we like had this big, like I invited you guys all to my house for dinner and we just sat down and ate. I think that would be so fun. It's actually a dream of mine to do that one day. So you never know what might happen because there's a lot of you guys out there and God bless you. God bless you for your support to this ministry. And a lot of you guys have been supporting for like a years and years. And I really, really love you and I appreciate it. My, so, okay. So it's summertime, it's summertime, but listen, we still want to know what is God doing in your life? What's he doing? How's he moving? What are you seeing? What has, what miracle has God done lately? What, how about this? What answer to prayer have you gotten lately? We don't need a Red Sea miracle part. I just want to, is God moving in your life? Tell us about it. Email hello at autumnmiles.com. I want to know. I want to hear because God is living. He is active. And I know as many people that listen to this show every week, I know that my God is active in your life. Don't be shy. Send those emails. You guys have been sending these emails so much. And it's so, it's like life giving when you read the stories of other believers that are like, God is engaged with you. I love to see it. I love to read about it. It is awesome. So email us what's God doing in your life to hello at autumnmiles.com. Also follow along on social. Um, a lot of times this is where you guys come from, <laughs> social media. <laughs> but, you know, we put a lot of posts out and stuff like that all the time. And so it's super active on Instagram and Facebook very specifically come on and join us. Um, just look for the girl with the fluorescent blonde hair and it says Autumn Miles at the top. There you go. We would love for you to join uh, that community as well. We really care. And you know, one of the things that we've been doing lately is doing polls and asking questions to you guys. When you send us a prayer request, a lot of times we'll see those. If I don't see them, somebody else will. We see those of you that, you know, you need prayer for your job or your boss or your marriage or financial things or health things. We see all of that. We also see all the polls when you guys are really honest and transparent and you say, 
I just can't believe right now, or I'm struggling, or I need prayer, or where is God in my life right now, or whatever. I love it. I love to see it. That's honesty. So we really do see what's going on, and we just we just absolutely love you guys so much. So follow along on social, engage with us, share the links and stuff to the podcast with your friends encourage someone it is a community we have been a community for a long time over here so i love y'all okay what is happening in my life last night you guys my little baby daughter brought me to tears okay so i have traveled a lot this week i announced that i was doing um i am the women's prison pastor at my church and so i'm you know visiting a lot of prisons and sort of seeing what that role looks like for me and uh, learning something new it's been a long time since i've done well actually even work for somebody else so that's been really interesting uh, but good all good things all good things so i've traveled a lot this week and my daughter my older daughter grace is on she's at cheerleading camp okay because she's the mascot y'all know she's the mascot of the school and you know the mascot is so fun i mean who doesn't love a mascot anyways i was gone i'm back grace left and she is still gone and last night we were sitting around eating dinner and all of a sudden my little daughter who you know i think i don't even think she weighs 50 pounds guys like she is a little pint-sized thing she's got a big personality and a tiny little body um she looks at me and she said mom i miss grace and it's it was like the heavens open gabriel came forth there was a trumpet it was beautiful there was like harps playing it was the most perfect mom moment that ever could be because in that moment my little baby daughter who's got you know she's she's not one to like cuddle up with you i mean she well she cuddles up with me because i'm her mom but to other people she she could be a little bit standoffish and sometimes she's like that with grace but she looked at me so sincerely and said i miss grace and i said well okay baby she's going to be back in a couple days like she's coming back don't worry about it i'm sure she misses you too and she's like no mom i really miss her i miss her i want to see her <laughs> and she continues to persist telling me mom i need to see her i love her and my heart you know when the grinch's heart like grows and it becomes a huge i was like feeling the love i was going oh my goodness this is the i wish i'm why am i not recording this child saying this so she sits at dinner and she's like i just i love grace and then moses across the table says i love grace too <laughs> And he said, I miss her too. When is she coming back? And then you guys, not even kidding, both of them at the same time says this, I don't want her to go to college. I want her to stay here. And then, you know, of course, Eddie's looking at me and he's like, don't lose it. It's fine. But I lose it. We come home, you guys, and that's not where it ended. We come home. I'm sitting in my bed, like watching my King of Queens, which I love to do. That show is really funny to me. 
And Haven's little head pops in our room and she comes over and she goes, but I miss Grace, mom. And I said, okay, well, you want to FaceTime her? Because at that point, it's like nine o'clock. So she probably was available. We FaceTimed her. Grace comes on the screen. She only sees Haven's face. She has no idea this is happening because I haven't talked to her. She starts squealing and like, hey, baby. We call each other baby. Hey, baby, I love you. You know, all this stuff. Haven's face, like the smile on her face immediately was present. And they're talking back and forth. And Grace is telling her, this is what I'm doing. And I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And then Grace is like joking with her because they have this really cute little relationship. And Haven's joking back. And then all of a sudden, Haven goes, I love you. (laughs) I don't even think Grace knew what to say. She was like, what? Because it was so sweet out of the blue. And then then Eddie and I watched our daughters say, I love you. I love you too. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is like a Hallmark movie unveiling right in front of me. It is amazing. And um, then she said, go to bed because I know mom's told you to go to bed. (laughs) And then, you know, it was over. But I'm just telling you guys. They love each other and it's beautiful and it was organic and we didn't say, say you love your sister. She just did. It was so from her heart. Isn't that the best thing ever? Oh my goodness. I wish I could hear your replies. I was moved, y'all. I was moved. It was a moment. It was one of those days that I cemented in my mind and we'll never forget, but um, it was precious. So anyway, that's what is happening in my world. And I'm feeling good about it right now. We will be back after the break. You don't want to miss this word today because the Lord told me to talk about it. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to be obedient. I'll see you after the break. Every day, a new day. Yeah, vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day. Yeah. Let's go. X, Y, Z, A. Yeah. Looking for a passionate speaker to bring the Word of God for your next conference or church function? We've got the girl for you. Autumn Miles is the founder of the Autumn Miles Ministries with the goal of spiritually challenging the way people think. Autumn is dedicated to teaching the Bible in an engaging and relatable way so that everyone can experience the Lord in a deeper way. Autumn is a survivor of domestic abuse, and she's passionate about educating the church on how to effectively assist victims. Her message of hope and healing has been shared on the big stage internationally. Autumn is devoted to spiritually challenging people to draw closer to God. She is a passionate advocate for the Word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. So what are you waiting for? You can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement today. Just go to autumnmiles.com. Once there, just search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab. Click on it and scroll down for more information. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. Every day, a new day, yeah. Vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day, yeah. Let's go, X, Y, Z, A, yeah. Okay, guys, we are back from the break. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed my story about my children because, you know what? They're awesome and they're wonderful and I love them. And I was just telling the girls on the break, like, 
Haven is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And I'm so thankful she's mine because she's like a whole comedy routine wrapped up in the one. As a matter of fact, the other day I was like, I'm so funny. I should be a comedian. And she goes, I've thought about doing that. <laughs> like, and I'm like, you're eight. Why are you saying this stuff? I've thought about doing that, mom. I really have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I love her. But let's transition with this. But let me say this. We almost didn't have her. And she was one of those dreams in my heart. One of those dreams that almost wasn't. But then God made a way. I want to talk to you, and I really do believe that the Lord has put, as a matter of fact, he told me last week to talk about the woman I'm going to talk to you about today. And I'm talking to a very specific, very specific group of people today, okay? I'm talking about to those who have a desire. I even hate using the word dream because I feel like there's lots of words about dreams and there's a dream in my heart and you know, all this kind of stuff. Let's make it desire. You have a desire for something, a strong desire, something that you believe God is going to do or has told you he's going to do for you. But it seems like it's not going to happen. Or maybe that season is past or maybe Maybe it's just over for you in that area. Um, I was talking to someone earlier this week and they were talking about the fact that they've been trying to have a baby for years. And um, I just felt the Holy Spirit come upon me when they were saying that. And, you know, they're kind of talking like past tense almost. And I just felt like the Lord came over me and said, you know, encourage them that it's going to happen. And then let you know when it does, because that would increase my faith as well. Some of us are right there. I have this desire. I feel like I want to get married. I want to get remarried. Those of you that have been divorced or widower, I want to do this. But right now, the circumstances as they are right now, I just feel like I, it will never happen for me. That desire, that strong desire, I just feel like it's not going to happen for me. That's who I'm talking to today. Haven almost didn't happen. Moses almost didn't happen for me. I had dreamed about adopting since I was uh, around 18 years old. And that didn't happen until I was, uh, I think, 36. As a matter of fact, Moses asked me the other day, how old were you when we were born? And I had to do the math. I was like, I actually forget how old I was um, when you were born. I think I was 35, actually. But that dream, I almost had to shelve that desire that God had placed in my heart. I didn't put that desire there. God had placed it in my heart. And I know now why. Because I have two tiny little precious munchkins that were on the other side of that strong desire that God put in my heart. However, the circumstances were bleak for a long time. My circumstances told me no for a long time. I got doors slammed in my face a long time. And then when we were really, really close to adopting, 
we got scammed in adoption. One thing after another said no to that desire. They almost didn't happen. But then God came through. This story that I'm going to read to you today, I've talked about. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I have a lot of favorite. I probably have 75 favorite stories in the Bible. But this one in particular is one that I think that God wants me to share. So don't take this from me. Take this from God to you who you are waiting and you feel like it's time to shelve that desire. I want to read to you today in Second uh, Kings 4, and I'm just going to read it out. Second Kings 4 verse 8 says this, Now there came a day when Elisha passed over to Shunem, where there was a prominent woman, and she persuaded him to eat food. That's so funny. <laughs> hey, man, would you like to eat food? She persuaded him. Apparently he didn't want to. She said to her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God passing by us continually. Please let us make a little walled upper chamber and let us set a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lamp stand. And it shall be when he comes to us that he can turn in here. One day he came there and turned in to the upper chamber and rested. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. He said to him, say now to her, behold, you have been careful for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Would you be spoken of for to the king or to the captain of the army? And she answered, I love my own people. That's a really fancy Christian way of saying, now I'm good. And he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, truly, she has no son and her husband is old. <laughs> Look at Gehazi coming in with that truth. And Elisha said, call her. When he called her, she stood in the doorway. And then he said, at this season next year, you will embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, O man of God, do not lie to your maid servant. Then, verse 17, the woman conceived and bore a son at that season next year, as Elisha had said to her, I want you to turn now, we're going to Bible it up today. I want you to turn to Genesis 18. Now, the Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre while he was sitting at the tent door in the heat of the day. When he lifted his eyes and looked, behold, three men were standing opposite him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed down himself to the earth. This is Abraham now, and he is about to engage the Lord, but three total men and said, my Lord, if now I have found favor in your sight, please do not pass by your servant but let a little water be brought to wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a piece of bread that you may refresh yourselves after you may go on since you have visited your servant. And they said, 
so do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quickly prepare three measures of fine flour, knead it, make bread cakes. And this has got a point. Abraham also ran to the herd, took a tender calf and gave it to his servant. And he hurried to prepare it. He took curds and milk and the calf, which he had prepared and placed it before them. And he was standing by them under the tree as they ate. Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? who was also old. And he said, there in the tent, he said, capital He, God, he said, I will surely return to you at this time next year. And behold, Sarah, your wife will have a son. Listen to Sarah's response. And Sarah was listening at the tent, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, just like a Shunammite's husband. He was old, past their prime. This is two couples who had really not a large possibility of having children next year. And yet, God told Abraham here, at this time next year, you're going to have that son. Elisha told the Shunammite woman, at this time next year, you're going to have that son. Listen to Sarah's response. And Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced age. Sarah was past childbearing years. Sarah laughed to herself saying, after I have become old, Shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? The Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Uh, Saying, shall I indeed bear a a child when I'm old? Is anything too difficult for the Lord at the appointed time? I will return to you at this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Genesis 21. Then the Lord took note of Sarah, as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah, 21.1, as he had promised. So Sarah conceived and bore a son to Abraham in his old age, the appointed time of which God had spoken to him. Let's go back to the Shunammite. Second Kings 4.15 said, he said, Elisha said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway and he said, at this time next year, you will embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, listen to her response. No, no, my Lord, no, my Lord, oh man of God. No, 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 do not lie to your maidservant. Sarah's response and the Shunammite's response were almost identical. The Shunammite was in denial and Sarah was in so much denial that it was hilarious to her that God would even suggest the fact that she would finally have that son that was promised to her. And yet God promised, is anything too difficult for the Lord? The Shunammite is in disbelief here. And she's saying, no, no. Do you ever do that? 
Have you done that? Are you doing that right now? You feel the spirit of God, even while I'm speaking, saying it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're not too old. You're not too far gone. You're not too washed up. You haven't done too many mistakes. There is still hope. There is still time. I am still at work. And this Shunamite might be your response. Nope. No, 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 no. Nope. I'm not. I can't believe it. No, my Lord, don't lie to me. Sarah laughed, the Shunammite almost rejected what Elisha said. Both of them had responses that I personally can relate to. This is hilarious. After all this time, that's not going to happen. And yet the word contradicts the initial response of Sarah and the Shunammite woman, it contradicts it. What we laugh at in the natural, God has planned perfectly by his supernatural power and ability. I understand the Shunammite woman saying, no, don't lie to me. Don't lie. Don't, don't promise this because sometimes these desires that we have, they're so deep embedded in us. They were so deep embedded in the Shunammite woman here in this passage of scripture that when Elisha said, what can I do for you? She didn't even say it. There are some desires in you right now that you won't even be transparent enough to even tell God or a man of God or anyone who represents God, because if it doesn't happen, you don't know what that would do to your faith. So you would rather not even believe for it or believe God can do it or believe he wants to do it because if for some chance he doesn't do it, you'll be knocked off your faith game. This desire for a son in the Shunammite woman would have been one of those things. Don't even bring it up because if the answer's no, I can't take it. I know I'm speaking to someone because I can just feel the spirit of God in my little studio. Is that you? Is that desire so untouchable? The healing of a child, maybe. Maybe it's to have a child like these two women. I hear the Lord saying the reunification between someone and a parent. You want it so bad. But if you ask God for it and he says no, you don't know what that would do to your faith. I get it. That's what the Shudamite's response was. And yet, Genesis, when Sarah laughed and God caught her, his response was Genesis 18, 14, is anything too difficult for the Lord? What you're desiring is not too difficult. It's but a slight thing. In the eyes of the Lord, it's but a slight, it's slight. It's impossible to you, but it's slight to him. Is anything too difficult for him? Sarah thought so. The Shunammite woman didn't even want to receive the blessing. But guess what? Verse 17, the woman conceived. (laughs) I love it. And bore a son at the season next year 
as Elisha had said to her, just like I read earlier. Let me read it again. Genesis 21, then the Lord took note of Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah all he had, as he had promised. Genesis 21, 1, the Lord does what he says, even though it's hard and it looks impossible and you are even too scared to ask for it. The Lord does what he says. At this time next year, at the appointed time, they both gave birth. I want to tell you something God delights, delights in this kind of stuff. He delights in it. Where your possibility ends, the revelation of your possibility is the genesis of his possibility. Where yours ends, his begins. And it grows from there. It doesn't deplete. It doesn't retract. It grows from there. There is no limit, no ceiling for the power of God. At that time next year, they both had a son. And you know, ironically enough, after their sons were given and born, they both were tested. I'm not going to get into all of it just for time's sake, but I want to just remind you in Genesis, we have this beautiful baby boy. He is born. Praise the Lord. He is here. Oh, Isaac. Laughter is what it means. And in Genesis 22, God tested Abraham and he said, okay, I'm going to take your son, your only son, and I want you to go up on that mountain and I want you to sacrifice him. And so he did. The Shunammite woman's is a little bit different. When the child was grown, 2 Kings 4.18, when the child was grown, the day came that he went out, this boy went out to his father who was old, to the reapers. Verse 19, and he said to his father, my head, my head. And he said to his servant, carry him to his mother. When he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her lap until noon, then he died. Here we have a boy that was like this dream that was untouchable. She wouldn't even say, uh, tell Elisha about him. He gives her the dream. She even says, don't give him to me because it's too precious to me. Elisha allows, uh, gives her that gift of a son anyway. And then shortly after he, uh, I guess he was grown, probably a teenager, he dies in her lap. Isaac is taken by Abraham up a mountain because God said, I want you to take your son and I want you to sacrifice him to me, which is crazy talk. It doesn't make sense. Both of these boys were promised, were given. Both of these women looked and said, that's no, I don't want it. Or one of them laughed. These circumstances seem too ridiculous. And both of them are tested with their very own dreams. The Shunammite, 21, she went up and laid the boy on the bed of the man of God and shut the door behind him and she left. She went out. 
She called her husband and said, please send me one of your servants and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and return. He said, why will you go to him today? It's neither noon nor Sabbath. And she said this, and this is what I want. God has sent me to tell you today. This one line is what God has put in my spirit for you today. Those of you who you have your desires, it's hard to even believe you think the time has passed and then maybe God is doing it and you don't know about it, or you've got it, and all of a sudden it seems to be taken away, or the prospect of it coming seems to be taken away. This woman's response to her husband, when her son had died, she looked at him and she said this, and this is what I want to tell you, it will be well. It will be well. Her son is laying in the upper chamber of her house. She mentions that, uh, she doesn't even mention it to her husband. She only mentions the state of her confidence in the Lord. It will be, well, why are you going? Why are you, it's not the Sabbath, it's not new. Why, why are you going, why, why you need to get over there? It will be well. I'm not gonna tell you why I know it's gonna be well. I'm not gonna tell you um, what happened. All you need to know in this moment is that it will be well. That dream that you think has died, that dream that you think that God is taking away from you, this is your response to that. It will be well because maybe just maybe God is testing your faith in this moment and he wants to know, is she going to stick with me? Is she going to believe me? I gave her this this gift. I gave her a word. Are they going to believe me? Are they going to stick with me? Are they going to abandon me? Because it says very clearly in Genesis that God was testing Abraham the whole entire time. The Shunammite woman here got it right. It don't matter what happened. It's going to be well. She goes, she runs to the man of God and she says this. So she went up, verse 25, 2 uh, Kings 4, 25. She went up and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her at a distance, he said to Gehazi, his servant, behold, there's the Shunammite. Now run and meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the dead child who was laying on the bed that he slept in? Look at her response. And she answered, it is well. Abraham and Isaac are climbing, climbing up. Abraham said to his uh, young men, stay here with the donkey. And the lad and I, We'll go over there and we will worship and return to you. Faith, we. Isaac and I are just going to go over here. He knew what God had told him, but we're going to worship and we are going to return to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked together. And Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, here I am, my son. And he said, behold, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And listen to what Abraham said. God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked together. What was he saying to him? 
it will be well. God's going to do something because he promised me you. He said, I'm going to be the father of many nations. And I'm going to stand on his word, even though the circumstance looks absolutely crazy. God will provide himself a lamb. The Shunammite woman is talking to Elisha. Verse 27, when she came, 2 Kings 4, 27, when she came to the man of God, to the hill, she caught hold of his feet and Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, let her alone. Her soul is troubled within her and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. And she said, did I ask for a son from my Lord? Did I not say, don't deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, gird your loins. (laughs) You know, it's about to get real when a prophet of God says, gird your loins. Take my staff, go your way. Lay my staff, I'm skipping down, on the lad's face. And the mother of the lad said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I'm not going to leave you. He rose. He followed her. Gehazi went in, did the thing. Verse 32, when Elijah came into the house, behold, the lad was dead and laid on his bed. So he entered and shut the door behind them both and prayed to the Lord. He went up and lay on the child, put his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, his hands on his hands and stretched himself on him. And the flesh of the child became warm. He returned, walked in the house once back and forth and went up and stretched himself on him. And the lad sneezed seven times and the lad opened his eyes and he called Gehazi and said, call the Shunammite. So he called her. And when she came into him, he said, take up your child. And then they left. Abraham, Genesis 22, nine, they came to the place of which God had told them. And Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar. Interesting, they're both laying on the top of the wood. Abraham stretched, just like Elijah, out his hand, but he had a knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord came to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Abraham called verse 14, the name of that place, the Lord will provide. And it is said to this day in the Mount of the Lord, it will be provided. These two scriptures, I knew God was going to push them both together. We have two women, two promises. Both of them are ridiculous. Two desires. Both of them look crazy. These women are old. Their husbands are old. But at that appointed time, the next year, both of them conceived. Even when it looks ridiculous, God comes through. They're both challenged. Sacrifice your son or the Shunammite son dies. But Abraham's response, the Shunammite woman's response here is so beautiful. God's going to provide the lamb. It will be well. When we went to adopt Moses and Haven, I don't, and I've talked about this a lot, but I don't care. I don't think... 
when you've had a desire for so long, a deep desire, this was not like a, just, just a random thing that we decided to do. This was a calling, a desire, a passion. It, it was like you couldn't separate me from it. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't, without adoption, it's almost like I wouldn't be me. I don't know how to describe it. I know those that have adopted have feel the same way. All these years I had waited. Getting matched with twins, finally, after Eddie had said, yeah, this is the time. This is the time, he came in and told me. This is the time. I thought, oh my gosh, this is the time. We're going to do this. Finally, after all these years. It was about, I think, 18 years later. This is the time. I was getting old. <laughs> this is the time. I'll never forget the call that we had with a, a birth mother who eventually scammed us the elation the feeling that oh my gosh for seeing this deep desire and it was and and i know i had conversations like like that with the lord don't mess with me here don't mess with me don't mess with me if this isn't to be don't mess with me i can't take it it's too deep only months later to discover there were no babies at all she was supposed to be pregnant with twin girls born in March, there were no babies. The shift in my faith was almost instantaneous. What are you doing here, God? Why would you allow this? But somewhere deep inside of me, this story of the Shunammite woman surfaced. And God reminded me, do you remember her? What was her response? It will be well. It is well. It's going to be well. I'm not done. Is anything too difficult for me? Anything. Autumn, is anything too difficult for me? It will be well. Because I know this hurts. But I'm about to do something that people will ask about for the rest of your life. I was at a conference two days ago. Everyone wants to know about my children. Everyone. Everyone. There's so many questions. All the time. Every, all the time. <laughs> I answer questions about them every day. And every day, I get to say, they almost weren't, but then God provided and it was well, because after we got scammed, we got matched with Moses on a Wednesday, Haven the very next day. Moses was born the day after that. And nine weeks later, my girl was born and God restored to us the deep passion, desire that was built into my DNA my whole life. What is it that you think is too far gone or has passed you by? What is it? My message to you today is twofold. Is anything too difficult 
for the Lord. I want you to answer that. I want you to memorize this verse. 2 Kings 4.23 It will be well. Take God at his word and let your faith be resurrected. Lord, we love you today. What a friend we have in you. What a savior we have in you. The world doesn't have what we have. What a hope we have in you. God, I pray for that person right now who has shelved that desire. I pray that they're taking that. I could just even see someone reach into the top shelf in my mind and pulling that thing down and blowing it off like this, dusting it off because something was resurrected in them. Spirit of God, bring hope, bring comfort. Spirit of God, we need your power in these situations and these desires. Spirit of God, produce miracles, even right now. I pray for that girl that I met this week who wants a baby in Jesus' name. I pray at this time next year, she'll have a son in Jesus' name. We need you. We love you. We trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll see you guys right after the break. Every day, a new day. Yeah, vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day. Yeah. Let's go. X, Y, Z, A. Yeah. Are you new to this whole Jesus thing and don't know where to start? Or maybe you've been following him for a while and you want to dig deeper into the word of God. Then you've come to the right place. Each month, Autumn hosts an online in-depth Bible study through Facebook Live called The Jesus Initiative. The Jesus Initiative is a monthly spiritual challenge to anyone willing to join and grow deeper in their faith. She covers topics such as how to wait when waiting is hard, moving forward in faith even when you're terrified, and how to combat the spiritual warfare in your mind. Autumn's desire is to help break down complex topics in a way that's easy for everyone to understand and implement into their everyday lives. The goal of the Jesus Initiative is to tackle real-life topics in a real-life way, grounded in the Word of God. Understanding the things of God doesn't have to be hard. If you're a believer who wants to grow in your faith and strengthen your relationship with God, these Bible studies will challenge you in all the right ways. Simply search Autumn Miles on Facebook or follow her on Instagram at at Autumn Miles and click the follow button so you can stay in the loop for when the next Bible study starts. Hey guys, it's Autumn and I want to know family, what is God doing in your life? If you have a recent praise report about God's faithfulness, We all want to know about it. I want to know, my team wants to know, and your brothers and sisters in Christ that listen to this show want to know. You can share your story by emailing hello at autumnmiles.com or you can direct message me on Facebook or Instagram by searching Autumn Miles at the top of the page. 
I want to hear about it, guys. Let's tell the world what God is doing in your life so we all can be encouraged by your journey of faith. Every day, a new day, yeah. Vibing in the spirit makes me have a blessed day, yeah. Let's go. X-Y-Z-A, yeah. Okay, guys, we're back. I love that. I love the parallel between Abraham and the Shunammite. I just, I mean, to me, it's like, it's the Bible is so amazing. It is so amazing. Like, just read it and be encouraged. I mean, this stuff happened. Isaac happened. It's it's just amazing. Anyway, testimony. And this testimony goes perfectly with what I just said. She says, she wrote in and said, my marriage was dying. I've been in prayer about it. And I heard God say he was going to restore. How perfect is this? Fast forward to today. That once dead marriage is alive and well, (laughs) it will be well. And God continues to grow us both every day. It is well. That is what the Shunammite woman said. Wow. You can stand on God's word and what his spirit says and what the word of God says, and you can put that up against any other circumstance that you see with your natural eyes. Any one of them. It will stand the test of time. Stand on God's word and God's word alone. Look at what he did. God it restored. That is amazing. Okay. Ah, love. Question. It's really hard for me to focus when I'm reading the Bible and it feels hard to understand a lot of the time. Do you have any suggestions on how to read the Bible better? I do. I think, uh, I know I've talked about this a lot, but I really, I like this question. I'm glad she chose this question. This is, listen, what does the enemy want to keep you away from? The Bible. So he's going to tell you when you're reading it. This is really hard. It's hard to understand. And listen, it is hard to understand. Parts of it are. Parts of it I read and I'm like, they did what? What? What does that mean? What does that say? What is that? Whatever. But here's the thing with me. I like things as simple as possible. And I, when I began really studying the word of God, I realized that I have the spirit of God to open my eyes while reading. So one of the things that I used to do a lot, I don't do it anymore because I just feel like it's an implied prayer at this point. Uh, when, I, when I'm reading the word, I'm always saying, God, what do you want to teach me here? What do you want me to see here? What do you want me to glean from this passage? What are you saying here? How can I apply this? I'm constantly saying that. Um, but when I started really buckling down and saying, I am going to learn what, if I can stand on God's word, And he'll give me promises through his word. And he'll encourage me and say life-giving things to me through his word. I have to know his word in order to stand on those promises. If I don't know him, how am I going to, I can't stand on something I don't know. I'm going to stand on it and I'm going to believe for it. So um, when I started reading, I simply said this, God speak, talking to the spirit of God to speak to me while I read. 
And I began hushing everything. I don't even read now when people are like, if I, if I'm outside and I'm reading and my kids walk outside, I'll immediately shut my Bible. Cause I know that I won't get what God wants me to get with a bunch of noise. Personally for me, that's what I do. I need it to be quiet. And once I read something that I believe the Holy Spirit illuminates to me, like a word or a phrase or a name, I will study that thing that sticks with me. And that and that's how I started. Spirit of God, what do you want to say to me? And I prayed that before I read anything in the word. And I'm telling you what, it was off to the races after that. So be simple. We're, we make it so, so complex. It is not that complex. Simplify it down. God, what are you saying to me? And then listen. And anything that really sticks out to you in your mind or in your heart, stop on that thing and say, okay, I feel like you're getting my attention here with this word or this phrase. What are you saying? And then listen to what the spirit of God is telling your spirit. Okay. That's as simple as I can get it. You know, I was just talking to my sister-in-law, my niece got saved this week, which was so precious. Oh my gosh. Her name's Eden. And she is like, so she is like, (laughs) she's like sunshine. She's amazing. But we were talking about how simple the faith of a child is so simple and beautiful and pure. And I just um, was telling her, man, it's just not that hard, is it? It's so simple. So simplify, just simplify your questions and quiet your heart and just lean in and listen. And God will speak. He says, you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. That's a promise. Okay. All right. Love you guys. I hope this encouraged you today. I love this. I love this. And I feel like it was a word from God to you. I will see you next time on. Now, listen, we're going to do, I'm going on vacay, y'all. We're going to do a Q&A next week. And then we're starting our series on holy and it's going to be so good. So really cool things coming up, but I will see you next week, right back here on the Autumn Mile Show. See you then. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, you can check out the many resources that Autumn has available, from her books and past episodes to her video series. We've got all the tools you need to help you grow deeper in your relationship with God. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. To get connected and for more encouraging content, you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. We appreciate your prayers and support for this ministry. It's because of you that we have been able to impact millions of people worldwide and that we can continue to serve those who need to hear Autumn's message of victory and promise. Find out how you can come alongside us when you go to autumnmiles.com. Just search the top of the index for the support tab. Thank you for listening in today and be sure to join us next time for another episode of the Autumn Miles Show.